Hi everyone, welcome to the Pactify podcast, a podcast where we apply critical rationalism to the world of business. Today, a question about what CEOs should lie awake about at night. This is a topic that many consultants address, trying to figure out what is the best question that a CEO should ask him or herself uh, at night. And most consultants uh, have particular kinds of answers. I'm a consultant too, so I also have an opinion on this key question, but it is of a different kind of question that I would uh, suggest CEOs lie awake about at night. Now, typically consultants would answer that question with topical questions. So they would say CEOs should lie awake about, for example, sustainability or employee engagement or climate change or polarization. I'm I'm naming a few candidate uh, topics, but the argument would be that these are very important topics. Other clients of those consultants are also covering them. Uh, These topics will um, play a vital role in the future success of your company. So that are the key topics, that are the key questions from a topic perspective that you should be lying awake about at night. Now, my answer to the same question is not suggesting a topic. Um, It's the following. It is the question, how am I as a CEO making it easy or not to correct errors in my organization? So how easy is it for my people to correct errors? That is the question I think CEOs should lie awake about at night. And why is that well in organizations what people do is essentially solving problems they need to achieve goals they have expectations they have expectations on what kind of goals they should reach on the methods with which they should reach the goals with um, also expectations on the status that should that they should have achieved at any point in time and all of that urges them to figure out how to do that and therefore come up with ideas to do that, that solves the problem of how am I going to make progress? How am I going to achieve a goal? How am I, get, how am I going to get uh, through to the next quarters? Uh, problems like that, questions like that. And so they need ideas for that. Some of those ideas are suggested, uh, even uh, controlled and pushed down. Uh, but many of those ideas still need to be developed at the individual level. There is no boss that is describing in the finest detail what every person should be doing at every moment in time and why they should be doing that. So even though there is a lot of uh, top-down management, there is still always uh, ideas to be developed by every individual. They only always partly have top-down solutions, top-down expectations, but even already, how am I going to make it uh, to the end of the day and make progress towards my expectation requires ideas of the individual. They are not given by the top-down commands. They are not given by the communication letters that are being sent around uh, or any kind of other ways in which people get information. They still have to do a very significant part of thinking themselves. Um, And as they have to do that, uh, as with all ideas of anyone, those ideas contain errors, incompletenesses, um, things that will turn out wrong uh, when we test them. And so 
Therefore, this question about how easy is it to allow people to correct their errors is one of the key ones, because there are only two ways um, when people think and when people come up with ideas, there are only two possible outcomes. Either people correct their mistakes or they don't. In an organization where it's very difficult to correct your errors, where um, people are being judged uh, upon or blamed and shamed when things go wrong, uh, people will not dare to correct their errors and try to justify their ideas without thinking fully through to their consequences uh, and, and figuring out alternative ways to achieve something, they will be scared um, and they will therefore not be transparent. They will not uh, take ownership and responsibility. Instead, they'll probably come up with more ideas that deal with how to avoid blame as opposed to thinking uh, and generating ideas about how to make uh, or to how to become successful and meet the expectation. And that are cultures where it's very difficult or where it's made very difficult for people to correct their errors. Therefore, the CEO should lie awake about how easy he or she can make it for people to correct errors. Because when people correct errors, their ideas improve, their behavior subsequently improves, and eventually the realization of their expectations and their goals will improve as well. And so it's of vital importance that people are allowed to correct errors and that it is even made easy to correct errors. How can you do that? For example, by um, making them comfortable with content criticism, um, setting up cultures where ideas are being discussed and where people get comfortable with other people asking why will it work and why will it not work better if we would do uh, X or, or, or Y differently and have content debates about that without people feeling personally attacked. That is a situation and a context where it is more easy for people to correct errors. Also, when there is no significant authoritarianism, it's also easier to correct errors. If you have bosses that say, I know where we are heading and I'm 100% sure that that is the right direction and you just have to follow me and make sure that you uh, stay in line with, I, with you know, what I think we should be doing, then of course people will also, um, if they do not want to get fired uh, or blamed, they will follow this ID of the leader and as that ID also contains errors, um, they will encounter problems if they're not allowed to correct, to correct those errors. And uh, of course, the boss, again, uh, will not be able to tell everyone in the ID what to do. So people will, again, have to come up with own IDs to complement the top-down IDs. And if there is a too much uh, of a strong focus on the top-down ID, people will not feel comfortable with trying to correct errors. Instead, they will just follow it uh, and again try to figure out how to evade blame as opposed to figure out how to become successful and uh, do that through error correction. But if there's um, strong authority, people um, will not you know, be comfortable and, and at ease with uh, seeking their own errors and exposing their ideas to criticism, exposing them to trial and error, asking for feedback, incorporating feedback. All of those things will not happen if people are afraid that they will make errors um, they will revert to trying to figure out how to evade the blame as opposed to trying to really improve their ideas through error correction. 
You can make it again more easy to correct errors when people are allowed to make mistakes um, before, ideally before um, uh, errors uh, cause real harm. Uh, often you can correct a lot of errors before they're even doing harm, before you're exposing your ideas in the real world uh, towards customers or or, or uh, suppliers or any or competitors, then they can, can cause harm, those ideas. When they're wrong, they will have consequences that are very unfavorable. But you can test you can test ideas already before they're doing harm through uh, culture of criticism, um, uh, organizing uh, feedback sessions where there is no personal attack or, or in interpretation of personal attacks, but where there is content discussion where criticism is aimed at figuring out where and how ideas can be wrong and how we can improve them and find alternatives that actually solve the problem better than the prior ones. In all, in the, in all those contexts, errors will be corrected before they can even do harm. And even in the real world, when you are exposing your ideas to customers, when you're trying, for example, to convince a customer, still it's it's possible that uh, you can correct the errors afterwards by learning from the feedback of the customer and by, again, exchanging that feedback internally and allowing for criticism and corrective action or corrective ideas that uh, build upon the feedback, but that still are better versions of the initial ID without them already having uh, caused a lot of harm um, to the company. Of course, if you wait too long uh, with the correction of your error and if you're too convinced for too long that you didn't make a mistake and that eventually everybody will prove you right, whereas you have already encountered enough signals that probably you're wrong and probably you can improve your IDs, then of course, if that takes too long, you will run into uh, harmful situations because um, the impact and the consequence of an ID that hasn't improved for a long time uh, will, of course, be worse than if you are rapidly and incrementally improving your ID, either internally by seeking criticism or externally by testing IDs uh, in the real world in front of your customers or in front of any uh, external party and then try to capture the feedback and learn from the feedback in the sense that you know how to improve the ID. Waiting too long and being too sure that your initial ID will eventually be right and ignoring all the signals that potentially indicate that your ID is wrong, that is of course a recipe for harm um, being done to the company, to your division, uh, and harm that can uh, be significant. But that is all a consequence, again, of uh, probably a culture or a setup where it is hard to correct errors, where you are uh, almost incentivized to be 100% sure that your ID is right and that you cannot make mistakes and that you therefore have to hold on as long as possible to your initial ID because indicating that you were wrong is a sign of weakness uh, and that should be avoided in these kinds of cultures. Um, but that amounts to the same as saying that it is a culture where it's made very hard for people to correct errors. And you want the opposite. Uh, as a CEO, you want your people to be comfortable with correcting errors and correcting errors as fast as possible and as broadly as possible and as deep as possible. And that is what will 
or that's the only thing that improves IDs. And when IDs improve, the people that execute those IDs being your people uh, are going to execute them with greater result, with faster uh, accomplishments with broader and deeper accomplishments with higher performance and better consequences and, and, and all you can think about. But that is solely dependent on how easy it is in the organization to correct errors as opposed to how hard it's being made for people to correct errors. And so as all of this eventually ties down to performance in the end and the strength and the quality of IDs and the ability for people to improve their IDs and hence also grow in comfort and in confidence and in engagement. Uh, there you probably have everything you want as a CEO. You want performance, you want confidence, comfort, engagement. So all of this comes together and has one common root cause, root cause which is the ease with which people are allowed to correct errors and how easy we make it collectively for them to correct their errors as opposed to how hard we can make it. It's, it's easy to make it hard, let me say it like that. And it happens a lot that people have a lot of difficulty to correct their errors. I mean, you only need um, uh, just enough authority or authoritarianism. You need a culture where um, it's where you get blamed and shamed quite easily and 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 that doesn't need to take a lot more than that in order for it to become very hard for people to dare to correct their um, errors uh, by exposing them by proactively seeking valuable criticism that could have uh, improved their ideas and therefore corrected their errors um, a lot of cultures are like that but gradually you can uh, make it easier to correct errors. And all of that being said, that is why I think that is the key question that a CEO should lie awake about at night, because every step that he or she makes in making it easier to correct errors, uh, this has a leverage effect on all the ideas in the organization and therefore on all the improvements of those ideas in the organization and hence uh, behavior, hence outcome, hence uh, performance. Uh, and all the things you're after as a, as a CEO. So that is what I wanted to share about the question uh, for CEOs. As always, thank you for listening and talk to you soon. Bye.